A council tenants thought that they were going into a wonderland when they purchased their own homes. That faded it into tomorrow for some when the mortgage repayments or mortgage payments went from 3% to 15%. So they were strangled by repayments. And we called up the council that day and within within six hours it was sorted. Yeah. They'd got a contractor out and they'd sorted it out for us. Wasn't that Christmas Eve or Boxing Day? It's around right about that time. Yeah. I've always felt it is... There's a huge stigma attached to being a council yeah. to being in a council house in this country. We're a podcast for people willing to explore their thoughts and question and be prepared to have their minds changed. We are the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast and today we're going to be talking about the right to buy social housing if you're a long-term tenant. I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabba and... Uh, uh, developing a concept called the wow effect wild man on wheels because my job is getting people involved with nature in as many ways as possible and because i'm going to be having to use a wheelchair more and more wild man on wheels the wow effect that's just keep an eye out for that because uh it, it uh it sounds like something interesting anyway something else that's interesting is my co-host what do you do what you've been up to uh william anklo here thank you very much for being with us i was just thinking about the the wow effect there we we had a uh two student groups from the Tosca Challenge, which is the Oxford Strategy Challenge at the University of Oxford, w- yeah. Of the University of Oxford coming up with a uh, a, stra- a, a, a five-year strategy a fi- a fi- rolling fi- the wow effect out. Exactly, yeah, and also um, looking into doing a crowdfund for um, to, for, to get you a, a motorised wheelchair for you to even be able to be out there in the first yeah. place. yeah. That is your challenge at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. My, my challenge has been, well, I mentioned in the last episode, it's been a very tough week, two weeks for myself, um, and who knows what the future will bring. But I know, yeah, I try and take, I try and take each each day as, as it comes, really. Um, but it will inform how you uh, answer these questions that you're presented with. So yeah, the, life experience yeah. always comes into, the, into what we do with yeah. the podcast and with the live show and uh, you know it's yeah. yeah exactly anyway we try and normalize the big issues by talking about them openly and we're like two men sat in a pub presented with a, a blank envelope containing the listener question we don't know what's in it anyway sometimes we have a conversation sometimes it's a debate sometimes we even have a guest uh, but what we're trying to get you to think about is even though we don't talk about the countryside as much as we used to just to realize that you're listening to this you're you're one of the custodians of the little beast of countryside and nature that you can find on your doorstep and the question today comes from alan in northway oxford england a lovely part of the city maybe it's, maybe um, my mum lived there for a yeah. short period of your mum lived everywhere yeah well pretty much yeah well everywhere in oxford i think yeah so um, do you want to have a go at his question? Yeah, Alan, thank you very much for your question. Not Another your first, long one. Not your first one, of course. Uh, so thanks very much. Um, I hope you've been enjoying us discussing yeah. your previous questions and obviously discussing other people's questions as well. Hopefully we've given you some food for thought. And I am waffling again. Yeah, crack on. What's the question? Council so? tenants. This is Alan from Northway. A question statement, whatever you want to call it, because um, it's a bit of both, I feel, like these longer ones. A council tenants thought that they were going into a wonderland when they purchased their own homes. That faded it into tomorrow for some when the mortgage repayments or mortgage payments went from 3% to 15%. So they were strangled by repayments. I'm seeing some housing stock sold off by Oxford City Council under the right to buy scheme now being purchased back by the same council for the, from the same tenants that purchased the properties under the scheme. 
In some instances, I guess these properties sold for 33000 and purchased back for over 250000 Is this a good use of public funds? Is it time to scrap the scheme, leaving housing within social housing stock, not selling it off for a quick buck that isn't invested back into new housing? Those purchasing under this scheme might say it's the council's fault for not investing back in housing, not theirs for buying. But in some instances, they knew this probably wouldn't be the case yet passed the ethical buck to the council. Is it time to put aside the right to buy if you are a long-term renter or the simple grounds of wider ethics? Is the fact the modern-day council are now purchasing the same housing back for more, as much as £200,000 more than they sold it for an example of the council of yesterday getting it wrong? Or yesteryear getting it wrong, sorry. Perhaps not, as the current council still operates the right to buy even now. It seems a quick money spinner, a con for many purchasing their council homes, as being on the housing ladder isn't always better than not being on it in my view. I've seen people purchase their council home unable to progress up the ladder as they don't earn enough as the gap to the next rung is too big. Some of those same people had their homes repossessed as they couldn't keep up the repair or mortgage costs. These people then had to take a lower standard council house or B&Bs when they, they lost their homes and couldn't afford private rented. What a mess. I know housing associations have a policy of selling older houses to fund modern ones, but the story often ends the same. Housing associations aren't the holy grail as social landlords as their rent is extortionately high compared with the council in many instances. I love my council home and ethically have no desire to purchase it even though I've lived here for 40 years. And I much prefer to have a council, the council as my landlord, not a housing association. I worked, this is coming from his own point yeah. of view, Alan, that is, worked for a housing association and know the inner workings. Uh, Alan knows knows people who own their homes say they get repairs done quicker but i always have good repair service from the council my neighbors do too i also know homeowners enjoy feeling the home is theirs but that's an illusion it can be taken away none of us own anything we're largely born free but many get caught up in the treadmill of the housing ladder which enslaves us all because we want to avoid throwing money down the drain by renting most money we spend is going down the drain so What's wrong with renting or living as a community in a shared setup? I hope Oxford City Council never sells their stock it to an association. That could be the final straw for us tenants in some instances. We're living in a modern day workhouse, a modern slave trade. Just my view, of course. Okay. Well said. Okay. Episode and, over. And episode over. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I mean, that's that's an interesting thing about. I mean, I, I grew up in a council house myself. I now live in a, I now live in a housing association shared shared, um, shared rental ownership. shared ownership. Yeah, we're in a quite a unique situation in Oxford. I won't go into the exact details of it, but yeah, my experience of the council with the council is has flaws. It definitely is flawed, and it's because flaw, it's procedure led. It's procedure led. It's a flawed yeah. organisation, but. I can, I mean, I can guarantee, I, I know for a fact that if there was some, a, a, a dire emergency happening in the house. So, for example, my mum's toilet wasn't flushing recently, for example, because, you know, lives in a council house. Yeah. And we called up the council that day and within within 
six hours it was sorted. Yeah. They'd got a contractor out and they'd sorted it out for us. Wasn't that Christmas Eve or Boxing Day? It's around about that time. Yeah. But the um, you could do that yourself as a, as a, as, a, as a private private tenant, but you'd have to pay for it. Yeah. And that's the thing with being a being a, being a, being a tenant of the council is, yeah. It, 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 I've always felt it is. There's a huge stigma attached to being a council, yeah. being in a council house in this country. Yeah. We, we have this aspiration culture of you know owning your own home and every 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 house every every what is it every house is a man's castle whatever you want to say. But I, I think it's I think it's a balance. You should have a balance out there. I, I I'll regard I'll talk about Finland for example. There are there is social housing in Finland, but it's not called social housing. Mm. It's just housing that is owned by and owned by the local authorities, the local council mm. that you rent off of, and it's in a way not. If, I don't. It's not even means tested. It's just another option on yeah. on, on on the table, yeah. and I think that's what it should be. If you want to own your own home, fair enough, go yeah. for it. But I think. Yeah, aspiration. There's so, uh, yeah. What you said here, Alan, I, I entirely agree with. Yeah. What about yourself, Stuart? Uh, the thing that pops out at me is uh, there are some cultures in the world that don't have a word or a phrase for home, o- home ownership or land ownership. That's worth thinking about. And I remember having a big blazing row with uh, my, my wife's sister, in the flowing well in some sunning well in uh, Oxfordshire, nice pub, uh, lovely part of the world. And uh, the uh, she was because uh, I was saying I'd, I'd own a house for six months, and I'd, I hated it. It was just, it's, I just don't, I just don't agree with that system. Now, I don't, I'm not saying the people who own houses uh, are, they're doing anything wrong, I just don't agree with the system. Uh, and the blind way we fall into it. And now I owned a house and I said, I got rid of it because I just felt it was a noose around my neck. I just did not want that as a consideration. And she said, if you're not man enough to stand up to your responsibilities, that's your problem. Uh, and it was not that I'm not man enough. It's just that it's, it's not my value set. And she said, there are co- co- we're not the only country in the world that have own, own ownership, so we can't be wrong. The majority of people in the world owning their own home is not even in their mindset and no. then, what there's going to be soon be nine billion people on this planet i think we've passed it haven't we yeah and um i think eight, eight uh, you know eight, eight, um eight billion are on the oxid housing waiting list but um the because uh, it's pretty long yes. anyway um and then there was um uh, you you make a good point there about uh, a lot of people who buy their homes on the right to buy. They say, well, it's not our fault the council didn't reinvest. I've had these conversations with people, and uh, you know they they you know you're buying it knowing they're not going to reinvest it. You know, I think there's also an inability. There's actually an inability to reinvest it. So, yeah, it, with 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 big housing prop. Um, uh, construction um projects yeah they they take money that takes cash and that has to really come from central government it yeah. doesn't come from a local council it doesn't the yeah. local council doesn't have the budget for that yeah. but also if the right to buy was is for me i think my my mind has changed slightly over the years because i've often i often thought that right to buy was 
the beginning was an, it was when I was younger it was maybe it's a bit aspirational and people could definitely oh that's, that means somebody could buy their house and own their own home and I remember the, the street I grew up on you can quite clearly see where those right to buy houses were popping up because of just how they look very different to the houses around them because they weren't they weren't um one size fits all or they weren't yeah. they weren't sort of copper carbon copy of the next yeah. the house next door as well but it's also <sighs> But it's, I think it's evolved. It's evolved over time to thinking that actually, you know, really it should be. I, I agree actually because it should be abolished in a way because it's it's taken housing it's taken housing out of that housing stock, yeah. and if you're going in a city like Oxford, which is is not a huge place, it has planning restrictions with green belt and that type of thing. If you if you don't those 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 are taken out of this out of the stock, how do you replace them? Where do you replace them? You know, it's very hard to sort of... Because locals don't want them built in their area, don't want new things built in their area. And you can't continuously, continuously build new properties because, you know, you just end yeah. up with a flipping sprawl like you do in a lot of, lot of American cities, right? Yeah, so... Uh, I, and I do agree, uh, none of us really own anything. It's just an illusion. I think this comes back to the age-old subject that come, permeates a lot of our podcast, our denial of our own mortality. I think we get caught up with with material stuff as a way of pretending, fooling ourselves, living the illusion that we're going to live forever. But, you know, for me, yeah. you know, I, it's, it, it comes also down to the interpretation of the word success. You know, oh, I remember when my wife, she went off the housing, uh, housing ladder and went back into rented. And I remember her sister saying to her, pulling her aside, is, that, is being in rented what you want for the rest of your life? And for me, it was sort of like, it doesn't really matter. It's not wasted money renting, because when you spend money, it's gone anyway. And then mm. you, you own a house. And unless you own six houses, you're not really got the capital to really do too much more. It's just an illusion. All it's doing is, is, is oiling the cogs of the housing ladder for the people at the top. Yeah, exactly. Was, it's pyramid selling. Yeah, I agree with that. I was also saying that as we get older, we need more assistance in our lives right i would say yeah. that as we get older less maybe less mobile that type of thing and actually if you're a council tenant it's the perfect place to be because yeah. the council actually have a, have a legal. A, a, a legal responsibility for you as a tenant yeah. Yeah. so they will actually maybe take responsibility they will take responsibility for you if you if your housing needs change yeah. as we found uh yeah uh, it does it's just yeah. that's just is isn't yeah. it yeah i think so. that's partially how maybe how you were given the place you live in now oh yeah you're a council tenant yourself aren't you yeah Stuart? i'm a council tenant it's a bungalow walk-in shower uh you know yeah you've got you, you got a raised toilet seat yeah exactly so you've which got is all... a strange experience i have to say uh yes <laughs> how do i how do i progress from well, that? No. shall i expand but but no. so <laughs> please well you can if you wanted to yeah. It's your prerogative, but I was going to say, is you, you know, having those services at your beck and call, yeah. that you literally go right. This is an issue in my house. I phone this person up within a certain within a certain period of time. If it's an emergency, it can be done quite quickly. If it's not an emergency, it'll be done in the future. Yeah. I mean, there are there are times when the council have dropped the ball and actually yeah. haven't done the work they've told they should yeah. do. And I, I I I'm not saying I'm not painting the council out to be amazing. And this is no. not just about the Oxford City Council. This is about any. Parish, yeah. city, local council, yeah. all around the world. Every council has the same issue, right? Yeah. But it is, I think it's a, 
is actually quite a, a, a great way to live. Yeah. It's particularly if you're a person who lives on their own as well. Now, um, if you live on your own, you don't have to be on your own because we're going live with this on May the 27th uh, with yes. a live incarnation of this podcast at the former vineyard in Frilford Heath, Bothy Vineyard. Th 30 tickets only. It's not going to be recorded. We're going to expand this format, make it more experiential. We're going to lead guided walks around the the uh, new new nature reserves and the new pond that are replacing the vineyard because it's just, you know, the... Climate's changing. They couldn't productively produce enough enough wine. We got three guests. One is Oliver O'Dowell. One is Richard Benwell. And who's the third one? Tommy Serafinsky. Yeah. Um, and they're all, they're gonna. There's not gonna be about us that event. The speaker, not speakers. The panel guest panelists. They're gonna present the 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 issue they want to raise. But it's about the audience. That you know, it's you know. It, it, we cannot guarantee the quality of the conversation uh, because it's down to what comes up naturally. But yes. it will be a good eye-opening conversation and a buffet meal follow-up to continue. Stuart and I are there just to keep the conversation bubbling over. Yeah. We're there to facilitate. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, and it's also an opportunity to come and meet us if you'd like to do that. I mean, who, yeah. would, like, who would really want to meet Stuart? That's the question. Yeah. Um, but Alan, you know, you're saying in your own question here, you, we're largely born free. Well, you, you're free to go and buy a ticket. Yeah, it's in the description if we can fit it in because your question's so long. Yeah, so it is. It's, Not complaining. It's, it's at Bothy Vineyard, the former, former, former vineyard, but it's still called Bothy Vineyard, in the village of Frilford Heath in South Oxfordshire. It's a lovely part of the, the country, or the county in particular, uh, because it's extraordinarily quiet there as far as... You know, there's not many main roads too no. close to that place, is there? So it's, no. it's a nice, quiet space. Perfect for a discussion. <laughs>